unbelievable defense by Josh Okoge. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Drives his kick out pass, stolen by Covington. Robs off to the races, to the bucket, lay him good, and he drew a foul. Down the left side, the lane goes up on Towns. Towns blocked the shot. He goes up strong and rejects Anthony Davis. They are ecstatic over on the Wolves bench as Ryan Saunders has won his coaching debut. You don't sleep well, food doesn't taste taste as good, <laughs> you don't want to go out much, you know, to, to get dinner. I mean, it's just how it is. And um, so that, you know, that is something that I think uh, affects us at, guys at times or any NBA um, team when they're going through a little bit of a slump. Welcome inside another episode of Wolves Cast. I'm Cal Soderquist with you as always. And that voice that you just heard of course, Timberwolves head coach Ryan Saunders speaking about he and his team just kind of searching right now as they try to bust out of a six-game losing streak. Everything uh, just a little bit worse. The food tastes worse. The uh, the coffee's a bit colder when you're in the middle of a six-game losing streak. Coming up on today's show, we will highlight a monumental week for the Culver family and voice of the Wolves, Alan Horton, will help us get to know point guard Shabazz Napier a bit better. But first, as we mentioned, the Wolves currently in the midst of a six-game skid. One of the biggest culprits behind the team's recent struggles has been inconsistency on the defensive end. During this six-game slump, the Wolves are surrendering 128 points per night to opponents. And the head coach says at times he's not seeing the required toughness on that side of the basketball. The most important thing would be the physicality of, of our defense. Um, that needs to improve. Um, there's a number of things that, that need to improve right now. But, you know, I, I'm not, we've done it before. Two weeks ago, we were feeling better about our defense. I know it can be done, and I know that locker room can do it. Well, he has good reason to remain confident in his players as they too recognize the guys in the room are good enough to turn things around. Here's Andrew Wiggins. It's a long season. Yeah. You know, it's a long season. You know, we can't, we have no one to blame but, you know, ourselves. You know, no one else done this, we done this, you know, so we did it. So we, now we got guys left out the hole. You know, we can do it. You know, we can do it. We can talk about it, but, you know, we got to be able to do it. Robert Covington, too, also confident the team can rediscover some of that early season success they had defensively. You know, we'll be fine. Like, we can't just, we can't just allow ourselves to, you know, try and carry all the loads of everyone. We got to trust, you know, like Ryan always said, trust the system and, you know, what we do and how we've been doing and what was our success from the beginning. So, you know, I think once we get back to that, we'll be fine. Um, it's just, you know, we just got to re reprogram everything. And Saunders says that reprogramming can happen quick, like the flip of a switch, but they have to be the ones making it happen. It can flip quick. It can flip quick either way, and that is my message. But I've also, you got to make it flip. You got, you got to make make the change, and it's got to, you know, first come from the individual, but then it has to come from the group, where the individuals are all put together, you know, to to reach a common goal. And I think we really had that early early in the year, and you know, sometimes throughout throughout the season, you know, when little adversity hits, you can lose your way a little bit. The first chance to get the compasses recalibrated comes Friday against a very good LA Clippers squad here at Target Center. Secure your tickets now while you still can at Timberwolves.com. Stay with us. We'll take a quick break and come back. Alan Horton joins the show. He helps us get to know reserve guard Shabazz Napier next on Wolves Cast on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Minnesota. 
The City's Edition MSP Original Single Game Ticket Packages are on sale now. Purchase one today and get game night tickets to see your Wolves sport the new City's Edition uniform. Plus, receive one of our made-in-MSP for MSP retail items on the house. You could see the Rockets, the Celtics, the Magic, or the Knicks. All games include Wolves Auction and a unique retail item. Don't miss out on the chance to see primetime action while repping MSP. Visit Timberwolves.com MSP to see all four packages. Welcome back inside Wolvescast. Cal Soderquist still here with you on the Timberwolves radio network. Still to come, a monumental week for the Culver family and not necessarily Wolves rookie Jarrett. We will have more on that shortly. But first, reserve guard Shabazz Napier recently made his return to the Wolves lineup after sitting out 12 straight games due to a hamstring injury. Earlier this season, radio voice of the Timberwolves, Alan Horton, had a chance to sit down with Shabazz and get to know the point guard a bit better. All right, Shabazz, let's get something straight right off the bat. Wolves fans had Shabazz Muhammad here for a number of years, yeah. but it's Shabazz Napier. Yes, it's Shabazz. It's, um, I mean, plain and simple. <laughs> is, it, it's, is it something that people do confuse? Yeah, yeah, a lot of times um, because Shabazz, um, the name Shabazz is kind of is, it's Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I guess the right way to say it is Shabazz. And I'm not Muslim, so... Uh, my mother named me Shabazz. I guess. I mean, I don't. It's it's, it's something that it's, it gets confusing to everybody, which I understand. Yeah. Most fans know you played in Portland for a couple of years. I don't know if they know that uh, you're a bit of a celebrity there, doing your uh, coffee commercial. Shabazz is the man. Um, it, it became like a cult classic. Was that kind of fun to be a part of? Yeah, yeah. No, it was exciting. You know, the whole um, the whole thing about doing it was just just to have people smile and laugh, and you know, it it, it definitely did that. I remember seeing it on some of the Blazer TV broadcasts. Um, do they play that in the arena too? Yeah. So usually when I scored, uh, they put it on, which is to me was funny. The first time I heard it, I was I, I was laughing during the game, um, but after a while, I just no longer heard it. Yeah. So fans, you should Google Shabazz is the man Stumptown Coffee. It was actually for a, a Blazers blend yeah. of coffee. Um, and now, did you get the chance? You were the inaugural spokesman for them, and last year was uh, was Nurk. The man in the van. Did you did you see his video? Yeah, I saw his video. It's definitely clever as well. I mean, they the guys the guys that do a great job of doing that. All right, big big time coffee drinker or not so no, much? Oh no 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 no. I drink uh, tea. Okay. Yeah. Are you open to the idea of a coffee sponsorship here in the Twin Cities? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys got, man? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna put it out there and then see what happens. But you're open to it. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun, man. A lot of coffee drinkers here, too. We should be able to put something together. Um, speaking of Portland, you know, your second year with the Blazers, you really got an opportunity, and it was you and C.J. McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard. Did you feel like that that second year there was really your first chance to get, um, you know, serious minutes and, and a chance to show what you can do in the league? Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, I was excited. I think um, the first three years in the, in the league was just just ups and downs and just learning the groove of the NBA and just, Telling myself every single day, just be patient, just be patient, just keep working. And then, um, you know, I finally got a shot to play with with those guys after practicing with them, after competing against them, and to be able to 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 uh, do something on the court was exciting for myself because I'm a competitor and I just I've always wanted just to play, just to play. And um, it was an exciting time, man. and and it helped me out, it launched me out in a career that I'm, you know, so far I'm continuing to get better. What did you take from from Dame and CJ? Because those guys are not the biggest, fastest, strongest either, and yet they have found their way to impact games and win games. 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is be very decisive. Uh, obviously, when you're not the tallest guy, you have to work a little harder. Um, and you have to understand when to choose your spots and when not to choose your spots and try to pinpoint your spots as accurate as possible. You kind of kind of be a marksman. And uh, I learned that through watching them play, obviously, and obviously watching um, film with them and, and, and going against them in, in practice. And, um, you know, we've always had great conversations that we still do today. And I think for me, it was always just trying to, uh, I guess, prove myself uh, amongst the elite guards because they are the elite guards in the NBA. So I've had a great time doing that, and, um, and it taught me a lot. You spent four years at UConn. You win two NCAA titles. And now in this day and age where guys are sometimes just spending a year in college, um, you've got to be one of the few guys to, to have won two titles during your time in college. Is that something you take a lot of pride in? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did and, um, when I was uh, in college. But now, to be honest with you, I, I tried to forget about it. You know, um, Not because um, I'm tired of hearing it, but I feel as though um, you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm excited about what I've done in the past, um, but I want to do kind of better in the future. You know, I want to be able to to reciprocate something like that. And, you know, in the NBA, I felt like I, my NBA um, my NBA career would never be accomplished unless I win the championship. That's just I've always felt like winning and having your team the best last team standing is, is to me is always the best feeling in the world. All right, finally, uh, what's one thing about you that fans might be surprised to hear or to know about Shabazz Napier? Um, I think we'll be listening to, um, I listen to Bear's music. Um, uh, I listen to Louis Capaldi. He's like somebody you, you want to expect for me to be listening to. Uh, he has a good song, Someone You Love. It's another song called Bruises. He has like a, I wouldn't say an R&B type feel to it, but he has like a, he sings and he's, when you see him, you won't think he's a singer. To be honest, with you. you think he's like a like a magician. That's the way he looks. Um, but yeah, I listen to him. Um, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, Shabazz, appreciate the time. Best of luck. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, great stuff there. Great to get to know the players a bit better. And you know what? I am with Shabazz on his Lewis Capaldi take. The guy has pipes. If you have not heard any of his stuff. Be sure to check them out and be sure to stay right here with us. We've got one final segment of Wolves cast coming up next on the Timberwolves radio network. Minnesota, the holidays are here and there is no better gift to give yourself or someone on your gift list than a Timberwolves holiday pack. This holiday pack features top-notch action with games against the Warriors, Rockets, Celtics, Pelicans, and Lakers. This pack also includes a special team store holiday credit worth 20 bucks for you to shop the latest in Timberwolves gear. Visit Timberwolves.com slash holiday to purchase your holiday pack now. Welcome back into Wolvescast, wrapping up the show now, and what a week it was for the Culver family. Of course, the Wolves rookie, Jarrett, continues to play well and look more and more comfortable amongst his NBA peers, but this week his older brother stole the spotlight. J.J. Culver is a senior at Wayland Baptist University, and in a win earlier this week over SW Adventist, all he did was pour in 100 points. You heard me right, the century mark. In 38 minutes, J.J. was 34 of 62 from the field, including 12 of 33 from deep, also grabbing nine boards, swiping five steals, and swatting a pair of blocks. Here's Jarrett on learning of his brother's 100-point milestone. I mean, I was at the gym, and I left the gym, and I, my phone just blew up like I did, so I was like, what happened? 
And everybody was texting me, your brother, your brother, your brother. I was like, no way. So I FaceTimed him. I was like, there's no way. I didn't even know what to say. I was just shocked. Like, it felt like I was dreaming. I was like, that's unreal. Unreal is an accurate way to describe it. And while Jarrett had heard that JJ got off to a hot start in the game, he never imagined 100 was possible. I saw some of it like the beginning because my brother and my other brother was at the game and he's texting me, JJ got 24 and the game just started. And I was like, all right, he's going to have a good night. And then he had 51 at halftime. I was like, okay. <laughs> What's your career high? 48. <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't even get 50. He got you in a half. Yeah, high school I was trying to get 50. I couldn't even get 50. And then he goes and get 100. I'm like, credit to you. The third and oldest brother in attendance is Trey. And now Trey, JJ, and Jarrett are all incredibly close, making special moments like JJ's 100-point effort all the more memorable. We real close. Like, just me and my family, we have a close-knit bond. And I mean, me and my brothers, we basically do everything together. So to see him do that, like, people don't see the work he put in. This morning, he the first one back in the gym after 100 points. So it just, like, shows the character he has and the person he is. Well, they certainly have that in common, as almost always that number 23 is the very first player out getting shots up on the Wolves' practice courts at Mayo Clinic Square. Great stuff there from Jarrett. Big congratulations to his brother and the entire family. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in once again. We will chat this time next week right here on Wolvescast on the Timberwolves Radio Network.